What's your life goal? And have you achieved it? Yeah, I married you. Aw, gross. You really need to go out there and make sure the whole world hates you. Oh, perfect. My butthole is all over the internet. A fine wine. She keeps me in the basement and pulls me out when she needs me. If I drink Sambuca, he's getting it. I bought a case. can tell a lot about a person by the way their tits, pussy, or dick looks. You come near my cheeks and it's not going to be a good day for you, homie. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be special. Welcome to the Two Onions Podcast with Danny Daniels and Vic. What's up, guys? I'm Danny Daniels. Over there is my husband, Vic. Vic. And this man in the middle is one of my good friends. I'm so glad you're actually in town. Yeah, we never get to see you. <laughs> this is awesome. You are like the cigar celebrity. You know? Been... Wait, I've got to say your name first. Yeah, let's, let's introduce Nick. <laughs> Nick Malillo's here. The, Nicaragua. Uh, yes, the, the owner and the owner and founder. Actually, <laughs> owner and founder. Founder of yeah, Foundation, Foundation Cigars. I really thought that was your last name at first. I never told you this. But That's I, my Instagram, but somebody came up to me. Your, your last name is Argua? That's what I, I thought. Like, no, no. I got to be known as Nicaragua on uh, <laughs> okay, my yeah. social media. Yeah. I yeah. love it, though. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it makes sense. It fits in. I've been down there for a while, so it just sort of connected for me. So, so to do a little background for those of you who don't know, and mm-hmm. obviously you're living on the rock if you haven't met my wife. My wife's a big cigar smoker. And, <laughs> I uh, dabble. She dabbles in cigars <laughs> regularly. And Nick makes her favorite cigars. First when he was with Liga, right? Yep. yep. And, yep. Then, and then he spun off and took his better stuff and made his own line. Mm-hmm. And we have a humidor that looks like a wine refrigerator that's pretty much full of yes. foundation cigars. It's pretty awesome. It's, it's kind of cool. It's funny because... Before I knew you, I love Liga, and a mutual friend of ours, we were at an event, and he was like, you see that guy over there in the corner? I'm like, yeah. He goes, he makes your favorite cigars, or he blended your favorite cigars, excuse me. I was like, what? <laughs> was like, <laughs> and then so, I like pussied out, and I didn't say anything to you, but I just like stared at you weirdly all night. <laughs> yeah, she didn't, say, she didn't say a word. Like, and, and we could throw a little shout out to Pierre at Piero yes, Trader. Piero yes. Trader. Big up, big up. Yeah, he's, he's, he's always been really good to us. And um, yeah, we went, to, we went to his event at Nat Sherman. And I don't, I've never smoked anything in my entire life, but I like the smell of cigar smoke. I just, it just was never a thing for me. Um, but we were there, and there was just there was a lot of cigars being smoked. <laughs> there was a lot of cigars being smoked, and I remember, you know. But he told you, did he tell you? He told you like towards the end of the night. And yeah. At that point, um, but I still did like creepy stuff. Yeah, for a while. And my, my wife, my wife is not as bizarrely as this may sound. My wife is kind of very introverted. So if she had known who you were in the beginning of the night, by the night went on, I could have convinced her to come over to you. But the last fifteen minutes, not happening. No, <laughs> I, re- I remember you guys there that night. You know, there's not a lot of yeah, it wasn't a, a lot of whole bodies. lot of women in the cigar yeah. community. Maybe about ten percent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool. Pierre, Pierre is a great guy, and that event was awesome. It's been great to connect because you're serious about your cigar smoking oh yeah and it's so funny when we do go to events people think he's the smoker and i'm like no 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 give it to me give it to mama that's awesome no you know the the difference between a philly blunt and a foundation cigar is lost on me because i was like it's rolled it looks like a cigar whatever oh no (laughs) yeah i mean to get an idea i mean cigar smokers handmade cigars is about 0.7 percent of the population maybe maybe wow yeah, 0.5 to 0.7. The machine-made stuff you see in, like, gas stations, convenience stores, Philly it's all on high yeah. volume. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's actually, like, paper uh, and tobacco dust. It was actually <laughs> developed in Connecticut, interestingly oh. enough, in, like, 1955. Right. And it's, yeah, it's a whole different ballgame. Uh, but handmade is, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. And you now have Foundation, which is, like, taken over the cigar industry like a bat out of hell. It's been a big year. How did that? Okay, so... Yeah. How, how, like, please explain to the class and all our listeners. Give us, give us the Batman listeners. origin story. Yeah, so because. So you were, you know, poor so, black child and you. So 1996, uh, I just graduated high school and I was just into cigars, mm-hmm. like full in. All my grandfather smoked Connecticut cigars. So Connecticut grows some of the best cigar tobacco in the world, which people don't realize the Connecticut River Valley has about 30,000 acres, which produces the best black tobacco, cigar tobacco in, in the really? world. Which so, is surprising because everybody thinks North Carolina, right? Tobacco. Yeah, so yeah, those yeah. are cigarette grades. Yeah. Those are blonde burleys, different grade uh, tobaccos. But the Connecticut River Valley, Connecticut actually means in Mohawk alongside the great tidal river, <laughs> right? So it used to be, after the last glacier period, mm-hmm. used to be a, a big lake. 
which then turned into the river. When it filtered through the north of Harford, yeah. it left 30,000 acres of what we call Windsor soil, yeah. which is perfect for growing cigar tobacco. So at 18, I was like full in. Yeah. You know, and I, I just love history and and culture and my grandfather's great-grandfather's all smoked uh, New Haven had a lot of cigar factories. Oh, yeah. Every town in, in the United States had cigar factories, but Connecticut specifically because of the cigar tobacco. So um, I graduated high school. You know, there's a lot of changes. You've been in school for 18, you know, almost yeah. 18 years. And that summer I was asking a lot of questions. And, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do? My, my mother worked at uh, a college close by, so I was going to start college. And I only knew one thing, that I wanted to travel. So I took international business. Smart. A week before I started school, a tobacco shop, a cigar shop, uh, hired me to run their humidor. So I worked for two women that put their complete confidence in me to run wow. the humidor. Uh, it was called the Calabash Shop in Hamden, Connecticut. And that started my career. You know, I've been in the cigar industry ever since. So I was going to school, working the shop. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I knew one thing I wanted to travel after I graduated. I graduated and um, backpacked Europe. So oh, that's I, awesome. Nobody wanted to come with me, so I, I took off. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. I said if nobody's coming, I'm uh, I'm going to do it myself. And then I was working with the Vatican. Sorry, I'm hot. <laughs> it's already getting hot in here. <laughs> you were working with the Vatican. What? So yeah. So that year was the Jubilee 2000. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. When he opened up the doors, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So then I worked with World Youth Day. There, yeah. there was you know millions of people. It was great because you know. Um, I was able to travel, work a little bit, and then backpack oh, around. I mean, you know, the Vatican to our podcast is a natural progression. Oh, my God. Say, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, at the same time, I was, yeah. you know, in my off time, I was following Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers. <laughs> so that's around, even better. Around. It's all about yeah, the balance. you got to yeah. have a balance in life, yeah. yin and yang. <laughs> so um, that's, yeah, so that's what I was doing after I graduated school. And then I sort of came back to work on my master's degree for a year and... I was like, I can't be in a classroom anymore. I'm done with this shit. <laughs> and then I got a job offer through a friend to uh, work with high school kids from the States for an Italian art renaissance tour that a friend of mine from Dartmouth sent up, set up wow. to travel from Siena to Florence to Rome. That's a like nice, fifteen that's a and nice sixteen. Travel. It, it was so I was the chaperone and assistant oh, with a bunch of teenagers. With, though it was a disaster. Oh. It was <laughs> a, it a was giant a pile of walking hormones. Oh yeah, and awesome. a lot of them oh. were very very spoiled. So it was like big deal. I'm in yeah, you yeah. Know, I'm in Rome, and uh, my friend had set up an incredible renaissance art i mean it was just you know polio and the and yeah, sienna yeah, and the bear. Yeah, i mean yeah. it was unbelievable and the kids were the polio, like yeah. the horse race yeah kids were like big deal and yeah. uh so i did that and then i uh that was for about a summer and then i bought an around the world ticket for about 1500 bucks i went from rome to paris to india mubai oh i eloped on the beach i have did to tell really? that story yeah oh yeah. my yeah. god in india then went to Bangkok, traveled overland into um, Laos, down Jeez. the Mekong River for two days, into Laos, into Vietnam, into China, into Japan, and then I get a phone call from a guy that wants me to move to Nicaragua to help him with a little factory that he just started. Jesus. Yeah. And the little like, factory. This is the wildest story. <laughs> like, and at it's this a lot. And, 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 and at this point in time, I still have not stepped foot in a state. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still traveling around. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I've been. Yeah, been that was two thousand. Yeah, that was two thousand. End of two thousand two, two thousand three. So I moved after being traveling, circumnavigating the globe for a year. <laughs> I was in the states for a month, and then I moved to Nicaragua, and I hit the states. In uh, February 2003, it was the day before – I landed in San Francisco a day before the Iraq war protest start and it was 250,000 people in the street. Oh. I was just trying to push through the crowds to find a bookstore about Nicaragua because I didn't know anything <laughs> but the – I didn't know anything but the, the cigars. Oh, no. So I'm like I, I got to find a book about Nicaragua and then within a month, I had flown down there and – Hadn't left for about two years and wow. when I flew down there. So. Now, you, you are Italian. 
Italian. You're a Sicilian, right? Sicilian. Yes. You have a Sicilian mother, right? Yes. How did it go not being home for yeah. Christmas so many times? Yeah. I mean, how is no. this humanly possible? They, they how do you still have limbs? <laughs> I put my mom through a lot. Oh, my parents yeah. through a lot of stress. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. They knew kind of early on. I mean, it was really my father. Yeah. It, you know, we were 13. He took the family to Italy for the first time. Oh, wow. And that just blew my fucking mind. Dad's, you know, that's always dad's fault. It's definitely dad's fault. Well, and you know, the mo- no matter what you do, the mom's going to blame dad anyway because he's never going to blame the boys. Mom's never going to blame her boys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Italian no, my, mothers my are mother never going to blame their a, boys. My mother is an angel. Yeah, absolutely. So is mine. My father, <laughs> they're, they're definitely yin and yang. <laughs> definitely. But he, he really, you know, take, taking us at 13 and being able to – he forced me to take Latin in class. They all wanted me to be a lawyer. Oh my god! I Italian father. You're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be a doctor. You have to take Latin. Not only that, but you're going to have music lessons and play soccer, and you're going to okay. Oh my god! (laughs) Sure. Especially if you're the oldest. Were you the oldest? Middle. Oh, okay. I'm always. I was always in the middle. Oh, that's. The oldest is usually the one that it's like, okay, today you're going to be Beethoven. Tomorrow you're going to be Leonardo da Vinci. The day after that, you're Albert Schweitzer. Make oh sure you God. get it all done right away. <laughs> Good old Albert Schweitzer. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And so living in Nicaragua, like how – then you, at some point you started blending for Liga. Yeah. So the, the company uh, that hired me was Drew Estate in 2003. Oh, just a small company. Just a, it was just a small, just small just little, little factory little called factory. Drew Estate. Even I know who Drew Estate is. <laughs> at the time – it was, it was tiny. Oh, we were really? working out of the back of a house. Oh, okay, <laughs> and John, you know, uh, the owner of the company had just started it in probably ninety eight, ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So we were probably at the size that I am right now, which okay. is still, you know, really small. So we were working out of the back of a house, and um, you know, he hired me, and uh, I, I had the impression that he, w- I was going to be mirroring him around mm-hmm. Nicaragua. After the first week, he took off and said, figure it out. Oh, my God. So it was great for me because I was ready to prove myself. Mm-hmm. And, and sh- you know, it's coming from an international business degree, love cigars. Yeah. So I said, you know, now's yeah, this the time. This is the moment. Now's the moment, you know. So I just started to really get in and learn about the leaf. Now I'm amongst all these, you know, Cuban, Nicaraguan masters that I have looked up, you know, for many, many years. And now I'm amongst them. And now I just, you know, I start learning how to roll. So cool. I start learning the production. I knew what the product needed to be. I knew what cigars I loved. Mm-hmm. And then I just sort of started to reverse engineer, you know, seed varieties, what, what flavor profiles, where they were coming from. And it's then, so funny how you learn backwards. Yeah. In a sense. Interesting. Yeah. But your eye, you know, my eyes were open. And I was able to, you know, you go to one person, they say, this is the way you do it. That guy, you know, yeah, he's yeah. full of shit. He doesn't know. And then you go to that guy and he goes, no, this is the way you do it. That's mm. full of shit. And so I'm in, I'm just listening. You know, I don't know anything. Yeah. You know, I'm just, a, and to that, to this day, I, I do the same thing. I don't know anything. So I'm always learning and you can never know too much about tobacco because it's, it's a living, you know, plant. So yeah. if you think you know it, you're right. going to get burned. Yeah. So I just started to really, I had so many great mentors, you know, that I was 24 yeah. when that was going down. And then, you know, I just was experimenting constantly. And the company I was working for at the time was just making infused cigars. So there was no real traditional. I, I'm not an infused cigar smoker per se, but working the store, there's a lot of people that love them. Yeah. So that's what I'm, you know, everybody likes something different. Mm-hmm. How can you tell somebody what they should be enjoying or not? So I respected them, but behind the scenes, I was blending and rolling my, my, my own blends. And then over about two, three years, uh, a family in Nicaragua started curing Connecticut broadleaf. Okay. So I'm in Nicaragua, and now here's tobacco from my from home. So Mi tierra. Yeah, yeah. Mi tierra. <laughs> Your home. Man. You know, is, yeah. that was one of the first times I realized be- how cool it was being from Connecticut. Right. So imagine <laughs> this, right? I'm 24, and I'm, when you're down amongst Cubans yeah. and Nicaraguans, and you say Connecticut, where are you from? Donde eres? Soy de Connecticut. Oh, that holds respect in people's mind because of the tobacco. Wow. They yeah. know it. They respect it from way back, you know, long time. So that was that was kind of cool, but I had to prove myself, you know. Yeah, you got to step up to the plate. <laughs> yeah. So then the company was just growing, mm-hmm. growing, growing, growing. So over a 12-year period, I ended up, 
you know, when I left, it was the largest factory in Nicaragua, 105,000 handmade cigars a, a day. Jeez. Handmade. Yeah. And that started from – that was days, nights, weekends. You know, just – I was just fully committed to, you know, quality control, tobacco yeah. purchasing. Um, that just slowly evolved into my job. It was just like that's what, you know, Nick does. Because <laughs> what made you jump into starting your own – I, I knew um, if – you know, I come from a family of entrepreneurs and <laughs> – Is that what we call Sicilians? Entrepreneurs? Yes. A little bit of entrepreneurship, you know, my, surviving. My uncle, my uncle Tony with his little book, uh, Taking Bets. That's entrepreneurial. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. Come on. That's like, like – you put three, three kids through college. Like, oh uh, what do you – you want Johnny Fish in the fourth race at Belmont? No problem. I got you. I got Sign you. you right up. I got you. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Entrepreneurs, we do, we you do, know, a little bit of grocery business, the trash age, business. We, yeah, uh, we, do, we do trash, we do cement. Yeah, we do a lot of good falls cement. Off yeah, something shit falls off trucks, we pick it up. I mean, we're we're like good for the environment. We clean up what falls off the truck. Oh, How about this one? Florist, <laughs> florist. My dad is a florist. Was he a florist? Oh uh, yes. My yeah. old, my all time favorite was the old school Italian hairdressers. I mean, guys, yeah. straight as straight can be, and you'd go in there, and they were Italian barbers, and it'd be like, okay, you know, I want this and this. And, no, you're going to get this. Oh, no. <laughs> and shave your freaking face. And, you know, how'd you go? Enzo, like, the barber. Yeah, Enzo. Oh, yeah, yeah, Enzo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, so, li- I live in Little Italy in New Haven. So uh, my uh, grandmother was born there. Yeah. So I knew um, – I knew I – you know, wanted to start my own company. It's, mm-hmm. I was working so hard. I mean, it dedicated, it's just nonstop commitment. Yeah. So I said, at this point, if I'm going to be working this hard, I want to do it for myself now and be able to create. Cause I was just on the, you know, the production side, the tobacco side, the blending side. I didn't have much involvement in the branding side. Okay. So that really excited me. And, um, good friend of mine in Esteli is a, an amazing artist who does, you know, I worked together. Um, Alex Garcia is his name. Thief Operandi, we call yes. it his street name. <laughs> and then I knew, you know, we were dealing with uh, this FDA business. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. If I didn't leave when I did, I actually wouldn't be able to start a cigar company. Yeah, it's funny you say that because yeah. you and I had spoke almost a year ago yeah. about potentially doing a cigar right. for my wife, a Danny Daniels mm-hmm. cigar, being that she was. And you had said then – that getting a new cigar through the—I never even thought that this was like a thing. Getting a new cigar through, like you, I would—I just figured, oh well, you're a cigar producer, you can just make as many cigars yeah. as you want because we're in America and we have freedom, right? I think, um, but no, this <laughs> issue. Like, no, each, can we? Each can we talk about the, Like, I want to go back, get back to the starting foundation, but sure. can we like put like a bookmark in and talk yeah. about the FDA thing? Yeah. Can you break it down for me? Yeah. And people listening. FDA, yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. So as it stands right now, anything from February 15th, 2007 before okay. is grandfathered in. Oh, shit. Okay. Anything from 2007 to August 8th, 2016 yeah. has to apply for substantial equivalency. What the hell does that even mean? That's a great question. Yeah. And this everybody's like, – and There's like it, 1984 so doublespeak. You, know, like, you have f- to prove you're equal to the 2015 or 2007. Earlier? So we're going back. Th- it's it's so lunacy. This, so this cigar is equal to this cigar even though freaking 13 years have passed? There's nothing on the market that's 13 years old either. Yeah, it's so, all dark air cured tobacco. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's what makes it even crazier. They don't understand our industry, right? They're sure. regulating. Wait a second. A government doesn't understand yeah. the industry? Come on. Come on. <laughs> that it, never happens. Oh, that never, you know, like. <laughs> and they don't understand the impacts. You know, we're not just talking about impact on U.S. jobs, you oh, know, our mom jobs, and pops. Yeah. yeah that's Guys, where it gets interesting. Import exporters, you know, yeah. Yeah. Some family is feeding themselves mm-hmm. hand-rolling cigars in yeah, Nicaragua. They won't be. I'm, confi- <laughs> like, uh, I'm just yeah, confused by the whole thing sure. because you're putting in the cigar industry in with, like, vaping and cigarettes. Right. How do I don't get it? <laughs> tobacco. You're a like cigar what? smoker. Yeah. We're we're cigar smokers. We we understand, right? Mm-hmm. People that don't smoke cigars mm-hmm. just put it in with everything else. It's tobacco. Okay. Oh, you. So there's no it, sep- it's, it's tobacco. Same. It's bad. Yeah. You know, my grandfather's 94. He's been smoking cigars since World War II. Mm-hmm. There's no you know evidence to back this up, but they just group us all together. 
And okay. and this is why we're just sucked into. They really want. Yeah, but the, vaping isn't tobacco related. No, well, it's nicotine. Is it? It's nicotine. Would so, you? Cons- is it still? It's the nicotine, same bubble, so then? it falls into the bubble. I mean, it's like chewing tobacco. It's That's like they really just—they basically broad. say anything that has nicotine in it, from uh-huh. gum. Oh, they're putting the gum into. <laughs> you know, from gum to cigars, all just act the same way because okay. obviously a thirty-eight special and a machine gun are the exact same things too. So, so are they? Know, are they trying to make it so that you cannot put? any new products out oh yeah so and as it stands so you have february 15 2007 mm-hmm. then august 8 2016 mm-hmm. anything after 2016 has to it's has to apply for a new product you know to give you an example cigarettes after they enforced it there was like four thousand applications for a new product maybe one was passed so anything wow. after 2016 is is subject to be taken off the market and this is all going down May twentieth when they're going to start enforcing, wow. you know, all of this business, which we are fighting. Right, the yeah. Cigar Rights of America is just CRA dot dot org, which I say to support because they're really trying to support and and stop this and mm-hmm. say, hey, we're different than you know machine. To give me an idea, between Nicaragua, Honduras, and the Dominican, mm-hmm. there's about three hundred million units imported into the United States, right? Yeah. A lot of units. That's it seems like a lot, right? The machine made market is fifteen billion. Wow. So fifteen billion, three hundred million. So we're less just like you're limping in. (laughs) So that's not even cigarettes, Mm -hmm. which is you know, I don't even hundreds of billions. So we are a tiny proportion of that. What has happened in two thousand nine because of the legalization of cannabis, the machine made market has gone crazy. So gas station convenience mm-hmm. store cigars, if you see that that shelf space and the flavorings and the grapes mm-hmm. and yeah. the strawberries, and they're ninety nine cents. Mm-hmm. Anybody can go into a convenience store or gas station, Yeah. right? So the FDA says in 2009, we've seen an increased consumption of cigar smoking amongst youth. Oh, because they're because associating it with okay. that. Oh, okay. Which now is in a I way true, it. but it's not, but it's it's not, not our same. industry. Yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do. There's no, there's no 18-year-olds in masses yeah. trying to smoke handmade $10 cigars. Yeah, I was about to say, they're not I don't, not have, I don't put a blunt wrap in the same category as a cigar, personally. It, it's it's just, not ah. even close yeah, in yeah, anything yeah. that it's, it's made. It's not even close. Yeah. This is an artisan handmade product. This takes three years, mm-hmm. you know, minimum to get it cured and produced and then into a box. Yeah. You know, where they're rolling them out at high volume machines and these companies are big conglomerate tobacco companies that have lobbying dollars and yeah. and they're trying to increase. So the big problem is vape, right? Imagine yeah. vape with the cigarette company. Cigarettes have pretty the big tobacco companies have pretty much dominated, right? Yeah. Because right, you can't right. introduce new cigarette Brands. Right. So they virtually have no competition. All of a sudden, vape comes out and, and starts taking 3.5% to 4% market share a year from big tobacco. Yeah. I thought it would be more. Well, I'm per surprised. Year. Per, per year. So you, combine, oh, you combined it. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Now you're knocking out 25% of the market. Got it. They predict in the next 10 years that most 90% of it is going to be to vape. Wow. That's why they're it, all freaking out. You don't have the smell. You know, you know, there's for a while up until recently, until, you know, PR, you didn't have the stigma. You know, mm-hmm. vaping, no one gave a shit. It was just a bunch of water vapor Half the time, the no air. one knows what the hell they're yeah. smoking anyway, or and vaping it, yeah, anyway. It smells like, like Malibu rum and regret, but whatever. <laughs> But whatever, oh <laughs> you know. <laughs> so think about the government, though. Yeah. You got big tobacco mm-hmm. that's losing 3.5 to 4. So they're trying to acquire vape companies and get into the market. But the government is losing millions and millions of dollars in tax revenue <sighs> from okay. cigarettes because you have this rogue industry yep. that's just out there operating and they don't have control over mm-hmm. it. You know, it's the same thing. And we're getting sucked into yeah, that. Yeah, but think about so, how screwed you would be because, I mean, like your Tabernacle won Best Cigar 2018? So uh, Tabernacle... Is, it, is that an eight, 2018 cigar? So all of my brands got into the market before August 8th, 2016. Okay. So you got... So, I was like, wait a minute. And they've been approved, yeah. right? Is so, it going to pull everything? So that's what... I still have to apply for what they call substantial equivalency, which is a lot of paperwork... A lot of, you know, red tape, potentially testing. Um, so it's still a challenge. Yeah, just but a lot of ways for lawyers to make money. And yeah. They got to review shit and they got to put it in. They make a lot of money too. They yeah. Make a, wow. They make a lot of money. I'm really surprised that and, cigars got pulled into that. 
So we're fighting it. I mean, you have a great group of, you know, still family run companies, mm-hmm. especially in Florida, because most of the industry is, you know, down in Florida or import into Florida. So a lot of family companies, you know, there's a real schism between the family companies and the big corporations because the corporations, they own premium handmade mm-hmm. and they own machine made. And the premium handmade is 1% of their portfolios, maybe. It's mm. tiny again. So they're not necessarily really fighting for yeah, they're this. they're like, eh, we'll lose 1%, <laughs> but we still got the rest. And then you can drive out competition. Yeah. You can't introduce, you know, uh, imagine you can drive out all your competition. Yeah. It's almost, it is, for me, it is a good reflection on the whole state of the United States as oh, far yeah. as like if they if they let this happen to premium handmade cigars... I welcome, know, welcome, man. yeah, welcome to the struggle. That would be. I mean, it look, already is a struggle. I already can't get your cigars. I already already have to hit you up. Like, can I get a box? We've been, please? we had. There are no weather sold out everywhere. We almost doubled this year in and just growth and sales. That's and amazing. Been, that's it's awesome. Been amazing. I mean, congratulations. Yeah. That's, yeah. And and for those of you, and, and Nick is is a reasonably humble human being, but he is to the cigar industry what a celebrity chef would be to foodies. Yeah. You know, everywhere people are like, you know Nick, if they're cigar people, like, yeah, he's a nice guy. He's a Sicilian boy from New Haven. We, you know, we talk pizza. <laughs> it, it's great for me to see it growing too mm-hmm. because I was behind the scenes for so long. Yeah, you were you there. Know, you wouldn't know me because I, w- I wasn't doing events. I wasn't on sales. And it's like the three different worlds with in the cigar world, it's farming. That's mm-hmm. one world. Production, fermentation, that's another world. And then sales and distribution, whole another world. Mm-hmm. So most people didn't know me except for shops or shops that knew, you know, I was down at the factory. Yeah. And I was doing this day in and day out. And if it wasn't for those shops and like the hardcore smokers, they sort of, you know – have just spread the word and it's just been organically and you know thanks to you too for spreading the word i mean i know i'm a big foundation supporter (laughs) you follow me on instagram it's pretty aggressive i was looking at my instagram one day i'm like what's going on with my instagram and then i saw it was you in a towel and you were like i just smoked cigars with my mom and we just had foundation cigars and it was it was awesome. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, a lot of followers. Yep, yep. <laughs> all I want to know is, are you making more wise men? Because I need, I'm running low and I need them. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Actually, you like the Maduros or the Naturals? Yes. Maduros. I do like Maduros, yeah. but I'll, I'll take any and all of your cigars. Always- you don't make anything I don't like, which is surprising because I'm usually more picky. But- yeah. The wise men, we just got... This last year, number three yeah. cigar. Yeah, I, yeah, I just that. got that back congrats, from Vegas way, a couple yeah. weeks ago for that. Yeah. That was a big because I had been reading Cigar Aficionado for mm-hmm. forever. So to be in the top three was... It's amazing. I was trying not to like break down on stage. Do you stage. know how many are entered into that? I think the requirements is you have to be in 100, excuse me, 100 accounts okay. throughout the uh, country and they have to rate you. Okay. So oh, I think so that's, that's everyone saying, wow, that's... Yeah, that's yeah. a bunch of cigar owners saying you should really... That's even more yeah. nice. Like, yeah, it was That nice. would mean more to me than just like three dudes sitting around a table being like, that one. You know, yeah, having yeah. everyone vote for you. Yeah, I mean, I Cigar Aficionado has been the authority, right? Since the, be- since the beginning, because in the early 90s, everybody thought it was your grandfather, you know, white, yeah. white t-shirt, you know... That was cigar smoking. And then, you know, 92, 93, Cigar Aficionado comes out, which is New York, yeah, right? It was, it was it's New like York, yeah. New York, Manhattan, and it just spread. Yeah, cigars and took off like a bat out of hell in the mid-90s. We call it the cigar boom. Yeah, it was. Which sort of peaked in 96, 97. Yeah. And, you know, that's when I started. So that's it. it was Because I was, I was in upstate. I was in Albany at the time. And, you know, you know there's a boom going on when there are cigar shops popping up in Albany, New York. And, you know, people <laughs> are like, oh, we got to go get our cigars. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. what are you talking about and it was like it just took off yeah, yeah like you said so yeah and it was there's like still mid-90s. some great shops in Albany yeah there's yeah. still yeah and there's some guys that I knew they were like hey can you do PR for my cigar shop yeah of course I never smoked but that would be a good idea yeah yeah. <laughs> smoke this stuff it's awesome I hear yeah but you you, you gauge it by smell you're like oh I like that one it yeah I, I always go I always go by smell I, I, cigar smoke pipe smoke I like I like the smell I love I the just pipes never, yeah. yeah I love the smell but I've never smoked anything and that's where a lot of the flavor is, is happening too is in your the your nose, fact, yeah. yeah, because you have millions of receptors in your nose, whereas you're like your palate, you only have four to six thousand flavor receptors, yeah. and you're kind of registering those five major flavors. But 
smell is very important. That's kind of the same thing with wine too. You know, you, the smell is if you if you're stuffed up, it tastes so much different than if you're right. not. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Do you inhale your cigars? So not no, not into my lungs, but we do so, something called retrohaling. What's that? So retrohaling is where you take. I do it this way. You know, three quarters is through my palate, mm-hmm. and then the last quarter is being exhaled through my nose. So that's oh. that's how I started really learning tobacco. Okay, was because of that. You know, again, it's two sides of the coin: um, taste, flavor. Is your palate, and then your olfactory. I always say olfactory. Is it olfactory? <laughs> olfactory, or something Olf- like that. Olfactory. Yeah, O-L, I'm I terrible at the English language. Yeah, Millions of receptors. So you're really getting, you know, on your palate, five, you're getting, uh, what is it? Sweet, salty, salty. bitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, umami now. They, umami they and, creamy sa- uh, and sour, sour yeah. right? So that's yeah. five. Yeah. Everything else, chocolates, vanillas, espresso, that's actually coming from the millions of receptors in your olfactory. Oh, okay. Right. So early on in like the, uh, an old Cuban guy, I started this early on. If you're not used to it. It takes time to get accustomed to it. Otherwise, it it, it will burn mm-hmm. a little bit. But at, with time, yeah, it always reminds me of like getting water in your nose. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the same yeah, sensation. You, you kind of actually have to start with lighter blends. Okay, you know, if you start with lighter blends, and then it it takes a little bit of time. But you you'll even amongst the lighter blends start picking up a lot of nuances that you never really discovered before it's funny I, i'm probably doing this incredibly wrong but i've always smoked a cigar only in my mouth mm-hmm. and after exhaling i then take the second air that's in my mouth and blow that through my nose yeah so which is probably the wrong thing to do no, but wait, that's say that always, again you're, do, you're like i i don't inhale but yeah, i like to you're not I'll, supposed I'll, to inhale cigars, yeah i'll yeah. take it in my mouth like kind of cover it's almost like i'm drinking a scotch but with cigar smoke right cover my palate blow out exhale yeah. and then like Breathe in fresh air and mm-hmm. breathe the fresh air out through my nose. Huh. And yeah. I, I get like the smells and this, that. Yeah. But it's like not as intense because I've had someone be like, oh, you blow out through your nose. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm a pussy apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You, you know, you're not. It's not. It's that's what you have to do. Yeah. You know, again, everybody's got different palates. Mm-hmm. Everybody's susceptible to tasting things differently. Mm-hmm. You know, broccoli, you can taste it differently. So it's all about your, again, yeah. your enjoyment. Um, so yeah, you whatever wanna... works for you. Exactly. I've just been doing it so long. So it's like, Who was yeah. that? there's the, the story that Winston Churchill never inhaled at all. I don't Every yeah. cigar just sat in his mouth. He never yeah, inhaled yeah. a cigar. So think about all of There's a Churchill cigar. He's probably, you know, top three most famous cigar smokers on the planet. Yeah. Never inhaled. Yeah. The tobac- <laughs> it's like Bill Clinton. He never inhaled. It's all good. <laughs> the tobacco itself, like uh, we call it again, b- a black tobacco. Yeah. Well, cigar tobacco is different than the cigarette grades is not intended to be inhaled into the lungs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just. Yeah. That's when you start throwing up. <laughs> yeah. So, you always hear those horror stories. Oh, I don't smoke cigars because I inhaled and I threw up. And I'm like, you never tried it again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is getting the right experience. That's a, I think for a lot of people that are trying, it's intimidating. Mm-hmm. It's intimidating to go into a cigar shop sometimes. So I tell the guys. Especially as a woman. Oh, most oh my God. It's always comical right? when we go into a cigar shop because they beeline for me and I'm looking at them going, I wouldn't know the difference if you paid me. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, she's like, I want a Maduro. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but she said. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no one ever thinks I'm the smoker. No, never. It's and and, fun, and the, the judgy looks are my favorite. And they're like, I think the number's about 10% yeah. of women smoke They point cigars. you immediately oh, yes. point you to the flavored tobacco. Oh, they do. Immediately. Yeah, they're like, oh, over here. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, honey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this, it's like when they pick on my daughter about baseball. It's yeah. like, oh, this is oh, not no, going to go well. Oh, no, this isn't going to go good. Yeah, it's not going to go well because she knows more than yeah, you. Yeah, and for me, like, I just like dark, filthy yeah. Just the heavier the cigar, the better. Like so much flavor. Yeah, flavor exactly. You know? And the, there's a heavier, like you know, structure to the leaf. Mm-hmm. A lot more oil. You get a lot more flavor out of some of those Maduro leaves. I mean, in my opinion. But again, like I mean, everybody a time has their own place. palate. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a time and place. You know, it's like wine. I mean, the, the what I'm learning is it's 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 very much like wine. I mean, there are certain wines you like. There are certain wines you don't like. It doesn't make the ones you don't like bad wines. It just makes it not agree with your palate. You know, mm-hmm. exactly. I try to develop within my lines, and especially again, I was under the the gun with the FDA, mm-hmm. knowing that this date was coming. So, 
I had to get all my stuff into the market beforehand, but I wanted to have a, a portfolio of blends and brands from price points to blends that appealed to every type yeah. of customer that came through that door. Yeah, so you do. You have that, such a good range. That's what, you know, because I know everybody likes something different and I mm-hmm. like something different. So I really tried yeah. to, to make that happen. And now the way the, the FDA is working now, you have your set group, but you don't have to go through this every year because – that would be a goddamn nightmare. Oh no! Yeah, no. I hope. I mean, you like know, a t- you know, like a like the tabernacle. Okay, it's a different cigar every year. I'm assuming, right? It's, it's you know, so it's the same blends, right? And that's it, one thing because, know, but it's yeah, you, it's a growing plant. It's like wine. Correct. It's the same mm-hmm. field, but it right rains more. We're yeah. trying to make something inherently inconsistent. As consistent, consistent as possible. It's very yeah. similar to yeah. the scotch. Well, exactly. Yeah, but scotch is scotch is funny because of the way they do it. It's very consistent. It's kind of like but you cognac. still have to have master blender. You, you still, still have, have to have, have someone blender, matching everything, matching Correct. everything up. But it's kind of like cognac, where the absolute it's an absolute necessity for it to taste the same way every year. Mm-hmm. Right. But you may have run out of that juice, so mm-hmm. now you got to find two other juices that make it work. Is that the same for you? Like, do you have to like go oh, shit now to make it go? It, so it rained so, too much. This field is moldy or whatever. Yeah, you know? So it, it's interesting. For, so for example, not this growing season, but the growing season in Connecticut past mm-hmm. was the rainiest Connecticut in 50 years, okay. right? So too much rain doesn't make for heavy leaf. Okay. The leaf needs to be stressed in the field. If there's too much water, yeah. the roots don't get to go down deep mm-hmm. and attach to that clay and grow a strong plant. What I did get was what I want, but I didn't get enough of it. So then my production was limited because I am committed to keeping the consistency and the quality. That's where you get things change is once Mm -hmm. you start – once you start moving that line too much, Mm -hmm. it's then, you know – it changes yeah, the blend, and then you, you start losing customers if they're yeah. if right. they're not happy. But and the wines have a bigger problem with that than you know. Like cognacs they do everything they can to make it consistent, but a two thousand Burgundy and a two thousand six Burgundy with the exact same label may taste yeah. completely different. You know, yeah. So yeah, it's got to be true. A bit. I mean, you're dealing like you say, dealing with you know rain, no rain, heat, no heat, cold mm-hmm. weather. You know, the volcano erupted. I mean, God only knows what the hell happened, but something's going to happen every year that's going to oh, make that, that plant grow. Yeah, I bought a lot of tobacco from Ecuador yeah. six, seven years ago. Big volcano yeah. went off. Yeah, but volcano goes off yeah. in ruins, but the next couple of years, the soil's great because the volcano went off. Yeah. So now it's going to taste different because the tobacco took some. That's else why in Nicaragua, and... Nicaragua means in, now, in the native Nicaragua, in the land of lakes and volcanoes. It's the most <laughs> active volcanoes in Central America. Oh so this soil, is you know, as, really solid, as right? cash. Castro took took over and started confiscating everything in you know fifty nine sixty. People were looking for the right growing regions, and Nicaragua, you know, was the one perfect. Yeah, yeah. the valleys there is just. I mean, you can just drop seeds and they'll start growing. So if you take knowledge, know how, and just you know quality control, getting better every year. You know, I think last year Nicaragua sixteen out of the top twenty five uh, cigar aficionado were Nicaraguan. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It's pretty amazing. That's, that's actually incredible. So now yeah. that's where it's, your factory is. It's in. Yeah, right in. So Esteli is about two hours north of um, Managua into the mountains. So we're like 800 meters up in a valley. And it's, you guys got to come down. Sometime. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'll definitely I mean, you would go. Love, you would love the, the whole, you know, seat to, I might not seat to smoke. <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe uh, yeah, I actually do. I want to learn the food. more about the food. <laughs> the, like from, you know, like what you just said, seat to smoke. Yeah. Because. I, I did a it's, YouTube video, Seed to Cigar. Yes, I, 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 I actually out. saw that. I'm actually, I, and, and not even being a cigar smoker, but I love going, you know, grape to, to wine. I would love to see Seed. When we did the Scotch tour, mm-hmm. there's just something cool about, you know, I'm just used to you know, drink it. Hey, great. And then yeah, you're like, holy shit, this took like 12 years. Right. <laughs> you know? It's, it's so amazing. just learning, yeah. okay, this is what I like. Why do I like that? Right. Right. So. Right. I'm jealous yeah, of you babe. guys. I'm what? jealous of your guys scotched. I see this. Oh, these yeah. Scotch stores. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> huh? That was, a, you know, it's funny because again, you, you, and I'm sure the basics of making a cigar and the basics of making scotch and the basics of making a wine are the same. Yeah. Except they always figure out something. Oh, no, we, we leave it in an extra day or we add this right. or we take this away. We, there's always something a little different to the basics. And the flavor profile has just dramatically changed. Dramatically. Right. You know, did you use a bigger vessel or a smaller vessel for the scotches? Or, and I'm not sure how it works for you guys, but I'm sure it's got to be, like I said, you know, if the, if the volcano erupts next year's tobacco, 
Yeah. It's got to taste different. Yeah. Because it's taking in different nutrients. Yeah. And you are making adjustments with the yeah. blend to keep it consistent. So she's snorting your <laughs> cigars over Yeah. I opened it. What did you bring me? I'm like, so I've been staring at it and I'm like, I just so want to open it. That's the grasshopper. That's my new event. So if I do an event, Mm-hmm. And you pur- you purchase a box. I made a special blend Aww. for those guys. Yeah. So I just uh, I, I came out with that about two months ago for some of my events. So I do a lot of reading of old tobacco books. I found this old book about Connecticut broadleaf tobacco. And a lot of times I always look for book references to see where they're re- – so I found the reference book that they were using. It was called A Textbook on Tobacco from 1915. And I heard for the first time in – 20-plus years smoking cigars, the explanation for where the word cigar came from, which was a word called cigarel, C-I-G-A-R-R-E-L. Okay. Cigarel meant in Spanish in the 1500s, garden. So all the aristocrats would have like their fancy gardens oh. with their exotic plants. So tobacco became one of those, those plants. So they would say cigarel, but that means – where the grasshoppers are thickest. <laughs> That's why they called it the garden. I love so that. somehow that transformed into the word cigar as it got to English. First time I had read that, yeah. and I thought that was just super cool to do a little something fun. So I love it. There's t- five torpedoes in there. There's two Maduros, San Andreas Mexican. Ooh. Then there's two Candelas. Which is the green wrapper? You ever seen? Oh, the green? I've never yeah. had one of those. Yeah, I've never come out with anything that's had it. I've yeah. always played around with it. And then there's one barber pole that has both Mexican oh, I like and those Candela. Too. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited! So it's a fun. It's okay. a fun pack. They're definitely more along the Wise Man Maduro that you like the blend wise. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna they find smell those so good. interesting. I know you yeah. It's smell. funny because I'm, I'm, <laughs> you were talking about the FDA and, and cigars and stuff. So that's what you're dealing with in America. What about? Like England, France, places that, you know, it gets India. worse. It gets worse. <laughs> wow. I, I, you know, to know we're the best of the bad. <laughs> I've held off right now because of demand in the States, yeah. shipping international markets. So right. Europe's been wanting to open for like two years. I don't want to open new markets yeah. until I'm able to support them, but they're much more difficult as far as tax stamps. Well, I, warning I mean, yeah, stickers. Okay. I, I do ship. But what about to, like the acceptance of the cigar product itself? I mean, you have to go through the same every freaking cigar has it, to be. It's not the same as what they propose here. Okay. So keeping competition out, you have to do a lot of paperwork and file in the EU. Yeah. But it's not like you can't come out with new products if you don't fill out the the. I'll give it a couple of months. Brexit's yeah. happening. You just jump into the UK. England's, yeah. England's bad. Yeah. England's rough. Yeah. Like in Canada's rough. The English. So example, like one of my cigars that sells for six dollars. Here in Canada is thirty dollars. Okay, that's it. So that, that's the first time difference. I've ever had sticker shock. Yeah, is in Canada when I went to the cigar yeah. shop. I mean, it's it's insane. And what they're proposing is plain packaging. This is another thing which the FDA. So you cannot show any of your packaging. It's just got to be plain with the name in it in black and white. So Australia, I just no frills. I have, a, wow. I have a great distributor in Australia that's that supported me from when I started, you know, four and a half years ago. So we we do ship to Australia, but same thing. My cigar that's six dollars is like even more. It's like fifty dollars, forty dollars, and it has to be plain packaging. So you can't see the box. It's just white with black. It, it's disgraceful. So if you don't know, if you don't know anything about it, you're just. Anything, everything looks alike. Yeah. <laughs> With just a different name know? on it. How do you pick? Yeah, you know? and yeah. that's their goal, right? Yeah. And that's their goal. That's even the goal I think some of the big tobacco companies don't mind because then again, everybody knows the big brands. Yeah, cigarette right. Marlboro, companies. Newport, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, if you yeah. can't compete, it's like no competition. Mm-hmm. Through through regulation. The, um, you know what always amazes me too is just the, the, the people who make these regulations never have to live with them within them. Nor do they have to look in the eye of a guy in Nicaragua and tell him, I'm sorry, you can't feed your family now. Because you've decided to grant morality some bullshit for no reason whatsoever. Why don't you go down there and tell these families they can't eat anymore? And that's exactly what's going to happen. Then what's going to happen? People are going to want to come north to go across a wall. (laughs) So you're like creating the same. Or or you wind up creating a whole bunch of people who dislike us and then we wonder why they don't like us and they do shit against us. Well, maybe because you took away their jobs. <laughs> yeah. People who work don't want to blow shit up. That's the way the world works. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Somehow they all went to China though. I don't want to get into this too much. <laughs> That's what always surprised me. It's yeah. like the, the largest communist country in the world. It's not very there. communist. <laughs> you know, in our own backyard, people need to work. People yeah. need, yeah. I mean, that, that solves a lot of issues. Yeah, no, 
know, work always does. I mean, people who are working and feeding their families and having the ability to put a roof over their head makes everyone happy. Mm-hmm. And when you pass regulations that stop that, mm-hmm. now you got pissed off people. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Which Especially when it it's people creating an art that's been in their culture for so Forever. many generations. Right. You don't want to smoke, don't smoke. You know, I don't smoke. What I don't do you tell do? people Where not do you to go smoke? from that? Yeah. Like, I made cigars. My father made cigars. My grandfather, his grandfather. Like, yeah. What else is that guy going to do? Yeah, that's, that's what he knows. Totally and, it's, and it's you're not talking about an evolutionary problem. Like somebody made buggy whips, but we don't have horse and buggies yeah, anymore, right? You know, there's no more buggy whips. There's a reason for that. It's evolutionary. Yeah. This is not. There's no this more is, buggy whips in the uh, porn industry? There's no buggy whips. <laughs> well, we're yes, buying we're, all of the buggy whips. They're buying all the buggy whips, but. <laughs> we have the buggy whip monopoly. It's a reduced number of gotcha, buggy whips. Gotcha, you know, yeah, there's, there's just same, one guy one that guy. makes them in like Romania. <laughs> and his great grandfather made buggy whips. But it's it's. Evolu- it, it, it evolutionarily was removed from the marketplace. Mm-hmm. No, there's, there were cars, blah, blah, blah. This isn't being done that way. It's not like you're jamming it down. People. You're not allowed to smoke. We're going to tell you you can't smoke. We're going to tell you you don't have the right to smoke. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do everything humanly possible to rip that off the market. The yeah. marketplace doesn't react well to shit like that. Yeah. Usually, Usually you piss off human beings and pissed off human beings do crazy shit. Yeah. And there's no jobs in the north of Nicaragua where I live. Yeah. That's going to, you know, it's like 50,000 families shit. are directly supported. No, there's no jobs that are just going to magically come yeah, in. Yeah. And dig, up, dig up all yeah. that That's tobacco I mean. and put it's in like, potatoes. What? I mean, what yeah. are you going to do? And Honduras. I mean, yeah. forget about, you know, and then you got Dominican, well, you, Republic. Dominican like, Republic. Imagine you're like 50 years old. You've been doing this all your life. Where, what do you do now? Yeah. 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 Every time, anytime, and everywhere that the government has stepped in and tried to engineer, socially engineer something, it has failed Disastrous. miserably. Yeah. Miserably. I don't give a shit if you're a Republican, mm-hmm. a Democrat, or a communist. It doesn't matter who it is. When the government decides what people should want, there's usually a disaster that happens after that. Yeah, yeah. and it's, un- it's unfortunate because there is no public health threat from the cigar. You know, even the stat, the FDA released a report saying one to two cigar smoking cigars a day has no. Health impact. There's always, I mean, remember, I mean, remember, I don't, I didn't, you know, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know that. I was just thought right. I was the rolling the dice every time I smoked. But that was the same no. thing back, back in the honest, old days. I had no butter idea. Butter was, remember all of a sudden butter was bad and everybody's margarine. You have to have margarine. And then for, it came out later on and found out margarine was way worse. I can't wait for comments yeah. on this episode. Oh, we're going to get so. Well, well, yeah, this is going to be great. Well, think about it. I think it was like Larry David in yeah. uh, uh, Seinfeld had yeah. an episode. I didn't see the whole episode, but he said, what's the, what's the, what's it with the cigar and yeah. the cigarettes? What's he said, well, well, cigarettes is, is this. Yeah. You know, I don't come off of a plane and feel the need that I have yeah. to smoke a cigar. It's a habitual, you mm. know, yeah. cigar smoking yeah. is a ceremony. You're actually taking time out of all of the stress that's going on in this world, all the madness, and you're taking a moment. Yeah. Give me 30 minutes to leave and leave me alone. And, <laughs> and enjoy. So yeah. you're, you're actually producing. Endo- stress is the biggest killer yeah. in this whole anxiety and stress is just destroying yeah, I feel like it's country. also very social. Yes. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You go to a lounge, you sit down with friends, you know, you it's it's you're there for a few hours. It, it's also this amazing speculative process of what's bad and what's not bad. Mm-hmm. We have what eight states now that have passed laws that said porn is a public health risk. You know what's public health that. risk? Bullets. Yeah. And I'm pro second amendment, but bullets kill a lot more people than porn's going to. You have people bitching about tobacco. Alcohol kills a lot more people than tobacco does. Sugar. Come on. Yeah. Sugar, sugar, and carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah. you know, my ob- two favorite things. Obesity, <laughs> you know, obesity kills a lot more people. And and it's like, yeah. when do, where does it? When does the line stop? Yeah. Oh, and I, I mean, we did. They did that in New York. You weren't allowed to have giant sugary drinks anymore. But you can go to your favorite Jewish deli and have six inches of pastrami <laughs> with a rye bread yarmulke and eat that fucker until you're dead. That was okay, but. Don't don't have thirty two ounces of soda and hey, drink it back with that. Hey, there was a time in porn like, you know? overseas that they didn't allow face sitting. Face sitting yeah. was illegal. Yeah. Oh wow. And I'm like, well, like what am I going to kill somebody? Yeah. England spanking smothered him out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're my fifth victim today. <laughs> like England what? had this whole thing. You weren't allowed to do spanking. We uh, on her TV show Dinner with Danny. We had a British comic. And He's like, what the hell's more British than spanking? Yeah. <laughs> and guess fun. what got, went through the roof? Spanking, spanking videos. videos. <laughs> right. Well, that's the, that's the other thing that you've noticed. I don't care who you are. Just flat out, when you tell somebody they can't have something, oh my god, they want it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. tell your child that they're not allowed to eat chocolate and you're going to find chocolate underneath yeah. the bed. You know, it's just a rule. It has to balance out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's like nature 
it balances itself out. Mm-hmm. Like if you get down to science, I know you listen to a lot of Neil deGrasse. Oh, nice. don't get I me love, started. Yeah. I love, I love Neil. Yeah. I mean, but you know, nature is constantly, you know, electrons, new, everything yep. is yeah. balancing out. So I, it, I find in our society, everything goes to extremes mm-hmm. and it's just got to balance out. We've just yeah. been, you know, we're, we're, human history is so yeah, small so, in the realm of I love when he does everything. that. He talks about how, you know, like all of yeah. the universe and then like like human existence is like, I think like he said like six seconds. I don't even think. Yeah, the la- yeah. Of a year. New Year's yeah. Eve, 1159. That's how much we've existed on the. Yeah. On the yeah. But it's always balancing itself out. And it's, you know, it's always dichotomized. Yeah. It's like. Everything is either, you know, between good and evil. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's, and, you know, science, yeah, religion, yeah. it's got, it's up, down, it's mm-hmm. left, right. It's, and then and everybody's and, just battling each other. And there's and, always something in the middle. Yeah. There's a great book out called Factfulness that I read recently where the guy talks about, you know, that there's, there's some things that you should learn. And one of them is it's never so easy. It's never black. It's never really black right. and white. You know, everybody's talking about, oh, my God, the population was here and it went to there. So it must be here the next time. Yeah, it's not the way it works. Nothing's quite so straight line. But no yeah. one wants to, you Everybody know. likes to do that. Though. Yeah. It's yeah. easy for them. It's easy And the then dots. everybody can judge everybody yeah. else. And, like, it's yeah. like, what? I'm okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to drink three bottles of scotch. I don't smoke, so I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. My liver is the size of Rhode Island, but I'm oh fine. It's all good. Don't worry about it. It's like my check liver light comes on in the morning. But yeah, it's, it's all good. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Can I ask you, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about at the sure. moment. How do you choose your art? Because I've always wanted to ask you this. And you always have like the coolest, different, like the, like your upsetters box looks nothing like your grasshopper wrapping. It's just like where. Yeah. And I know you're a big art freak. I love art. So. Yeah. yeah. I used to draw a lot, but now I can't draw. Yeah. I've been blessed to uh, have, you know, one of my best friends from Esteli is, is Alex Garcia. Mm -hmm. And we've been friends for now. Yeah. 15 years. And he was like one of the pioneers of graffiti art in the streets of Northern Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. So Northern Nicaragua is known for its mural artist. Mm -hmm. And then in the nineties, of course, hip hop hits and then has its influence and then graffiti and what was happening here in New York. Mm -hmm. So, um, we just are really much on the same kind of vibe on, on a lot of things. We have a lot of the same interest. Mm -hmm. So it's just sort of evolves. Uh, We were actually just talking about, he doesn't do your stuff. Does he? Yeah, he does. all my. He's my art director. Yeah. I I did a little documentary on him on our YouTube too. Um, you know, just to tell his history and, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's just incredible. So I'm almost like the conductor, you know. I'm in the front, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I have the vision and and know the stores and kind of know the market mm-hmm. more. So we just collaborate, and it's interesting. We were talking when I was down there. I was just in Nicaragua a week and a half ago uh, about doing something to show people where projects start and then how they finish. That'd be cool. Um, but if you see each one of my the brands is. Has a lot of culture. I love culture, mm-hmm. history, and they're each really a homage to something. Yeah. So Upsetters is my my love for Jamaica. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started, smoking, I love yeah, right, yeah, yeah, that's one of my yeah, favorite. Yeah, that's awesome. When I, when I was starting to smoke cigars in '96, a lot of amazing cigars were made in Kingston, Jamaica. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that. That goes back yeah. to Churchill yeah, back into right, the yeah. 30s. Yeah. He was the Royal Jamaica factory. There's a factory called C. Fuente. C. Fuente. So at the same time, I was falling in love with cigars. I fell in love with, you know, re- mm-hmm. roots reggae. We mm-hmm. call it ska music, rock steady. And so Alex was the same in Nicaragua, my art director. So, you know, it just so sort cool. of comes together. That's an old play on uh, an old Jamaican cult classic. Um, called The Harder They Come with Jimmy Cliff. Okay. Oh, the Jimmy Upsetters Cliff. Is, is a homage to a producer called Lee Scratch Perry. So he was working for a studio called Studio One, had a falling out because a lot of the artists weren't getting their proper due. So he ended up leaving and starting his own studio. And the first song he made was called I Am the Upsetter. Yeah. Wow. I love it. Yeah, so and a lot at that time, they, uh, Jamaica was obsessed with spaghetti westerns from Italy oh, in the yeah, late the old, 60s. Yeah, the, so, all the reggae, Sierra, the vinyls, yeah, 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 it was all the good, the bad, yeah. Django, you know. Yeah. So, and a lot of times they had cigars, the Clint Eastwood, yeah. Sergio Leone movies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's a really, really an honor to be working, you know, with Alex, and um, he's behind the scenes, and so cool. yeah, he's just the, the other pillar of foundation that, um, 
just makes this all all happen. So. I do just love the stories behind everything you do. And then you have your new castle one, which is also a cool story. It's, it's just cool. everything is just like its own little novel. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. The High Clear Castle is just kind of surreal. Um, <laughs> you know, that happened through a friend of mine who who owned a moonshine company in <laughs> Connecticut moonshine. called Onyx Moonshine. I love it. And uh, he, he became friends with um, uh, Lady and Lord Carnarvon that live in uh, High Clear Castle. And they started a project to make gin. So my, came, my name came up in the discussion because cigar smoking at the castle, this is where they mm-hmm. filmed Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, we drove past. We, we, yeah, we yeah, went yeah. right past it, yeah. Yeah, next time we got to go. We got to go hang out. I've been to England twice now, just very brief. I love it over oh, there. Oh, yeah. so do I. London yeah, is like one of my new favorites. It's, it's my favorite place other than New York City. I've been there when it's, and it's nice and it's yeah. always in the start. So every time oh, I've, I've been, been there, there in the winter, been, I've been yeah. there in the, the heart of the sun, and I still love it. It's, you still love it? Yeah. It, it really reminds me of New York and it's, it's outside of New York. It's my favorite place on the planet. Yeah, it's really it's really a cool place. Um, so so we just collaborated um, with uh, Lord Carnarvon. Ended up flying to Nicaragua, and um, you know this is the godson to the queen. Wow, and, that's crazy um, shit. That's you know, which is but you know at this point in my life, that stuff doesn't really impress me as much. Mm-hmm. Money doesn't impress me. This it's all about for me being around the right the right people. So I thought you know there would be a little bit of uppityness here and there, and that and he's so down to earth. That's kind of everything awesome. just you That's know really evolved cool really naturally. And uh, people don't understand you know understand yeah. High Clear. Sometimes they think it's almost like a gimmick on Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah. But no, um, it's been here before the, yeah, the TV show. Yeah. I started before. geeking out as a cigar smoker because I got to access uh, access the archives at the castle and oh. see receipts from the Partagas factory. Oh yeah, from yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so I used that to base the the brand, uh, the sizing and the blends. Mm-hmm. You know, on that and one of the reasons I did it. Was because his great grandfather discovered King Tut's tomb with Howard oh, Carter. Oh yeah, yeah, he was one of the yes, he I was didn't one of the yeah, he was one of the people. We store the cigars in the wine cellar in the in the bottom of, in the basement. It's not really the basement. The, the bottom level of the castle is the wine cellar, and then next to it is an exact replica of King Tut's tomb. I was oh blown away. God. It's incredible. To give you I an mean, idea of size and dimension. Yeah. <laughs> it was inside their, their lovely little abode. They have a replica. Of His great grandfather funded Howard Carter yeah. for like 16 years because they believed that there was another. They knew it was there. They, they knew, knew something, something was there. And um, yeah, just I learned so much that it. That's I great. love Egypt. I mean, I freak out on Egypt. Oh, it's um, so cool. You know, you have this high culture. Uh, you know, 3,000 years ago. Yeah. And um, I didn't realize he was buried in three different circles. Three different, yeah, three different vaults. <laughs> like a, like a you know, what do they call case. that? Those Russian dolls? Yeah, yeah. it's like a Russian yeah. doll. It's like, nope, nope, not, that's it not was. the one. No, nope, that's all not gold. the one. <laughs> and then it, that was inserted in this big, like, four-chamber wooden What always shrine. amazed me is the, the short amount of time that he was actually pharaoh for the amount yeah. of yeah. treasure there was. He wasn't like he was a pharaoh for 45 years. Mm-hmm. It was like three. Right. And he was a boy king, mm-hmm. and they buried him with, an unfathomable amount of wealth. I mean, just considering what it was, an unfathomable kind of amount. like a boy king thing to do. Yeah. I want a million Sarkov <laughs> yeah. and yeah. this huge yeah. shrine. And I'm diamonds the best. And gold. I want it now. Yes. <laughs> so, so now you get stuck with answering my questions. Uh oh. Here comes the tough question. Here comes the tough question. It's called oh, Fix boy. 10. And you get the same 10 questions we ask everybody that comes through. So, the first question I should have prepared for this. You should have, you should have watched maybe a podcast. Yes, they're very serious. Yeah. What's the most annoying question people ask you? What's the most annoying qu- question? Yeah. Um, oh, what's your new cigar? <laughs> <laughs> that happens constantly. I just come out with a new product. I put my heart and soul into it. Yeah. And then someone would be like, well, what are you coming out with next? <laughs> I'm like, dude, look at this. Let me save it the I moment. I just spent the past you know, year <laughs> crafting this masterpiece. The instant satisfaction this is, this is, culture. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your favorite way to eat a potato? Mashed. Mashed? Yeah. <laughs> I Butter. You, I thought you were going to say gnocchi. Oh, gnocchi's fantastic. <laughs> just, I was just saying. You know. uh, I what would be my top five. <laughs> <laughs> what would the title of your autobiography be? Uh, a Connecticut Yankee in Esteli. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so great. That's perfect. What was the biggest turning point in your life so far? Biggest turning point in my life? So far. So far, I, I think it would be moving to Nicaragua, definitely. That yeah, was that a, had to be. You know, there's a difference between traveling 
through a place mm-hmm. and then living in a place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of so, being there in it all. Yeah. At first it's exciting and then as it gets more difficult as time goes on. Especially moving somewhere that you've never really been to. <laughs> yeah. And and we're not talking about we're not talking about a European like first world country. Yeah. You're going yeah. You know, you're, total yeah, culture. You're deep shock. in the mountains. You're deep in the mountains of You're of, in Sandinista yeah. country. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you're you're back in, you know, Reagan's war. Uh, what are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? Um, I mean, in, in, in industry or just in general, just in general, in general, um, I think number three is, is, is a big accomplishment yeah, for me. Number three yeah. is pretty amazing. I <laughs> mean, that, that's as far Especially as for the short, you know, the, how long your company's been around yeah. to hit number three is pretty incredible. Yeah. What takes up too much of your time? Too much of my time. Probably. Instagram. <laughs> so far, about ninety-seven percent of the people who come in have said social media. Yeah. What's your favorite smell? Favorite smell? Cacao. <laughs> really? Cocoa. Yeah. I thought you were going to say cigar. Oh yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> yeah. But when I get that cacao within the tobacco smells in the blends, that's where I'm at. That's the winner. Uh, what gets you fired up? What gets me fired up? Oh man, I mean, all this. F- you know, starting yeah. a business is difficult enough. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I mean? I'm, I'm putting my through. all into this, my yeah. heart and soul. And to have, you know, the fact that the government can just come in and shut you down. Just is give you like, a flick and you're done. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's a bit, uh, yeah. pisses me the hell off, man. What do you wish you knew more about? Wow. I wish I knew more about science. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really start getting into science until later, later on in life. But every time I, I, I learn... It just kind of blows my mind. Yeah, I'm the same way. It's like you read stuff and you're like, I got to read that again. <laughs> I don't grasp that. I'm like, what is that? I yeah. think Rogan said this. Well, you know, we're spinning on a planet in infinite space and nobody really talks about it. Yeah, we're, we're, spinning <laughs> like, on a, we're spinning on this planet, spinning around this giant ball of fire, which yep. is spinning in a universe, which is spinning around other universes. And yeah, whatever. It's a bloody miracle. Yeah. I mean, it really Wait, is. Wait, you mean the Earth's not flat? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I would love to talk to some of these people. I don't know if I want to. You don't want to. Yeah. And made so many advancements. Yeah. It's like the earth is 6,000 years old. I mean, yeah. Like, oh, God. Similar, yeah. similar uh, mindset. Yeah. People like that give me a migraine. A very big one. Final question. What is the one question you would want everyone you meet to answer? Obviously, they would have to answer the question. So everyone you meet has to answer one question. What would it be? Man, I get down to nitty gritty. Like, what's your passion in life? Yeah, that's Ooh. that's a good question. Because yeah. yeah. I think that that's what determines a lot, you know. And like, yeah. would you say in like Scotch, you know, those the, the people that you seem to be around, the passion. Um, yeah, it kind of governs their lives. Yeah. Usually, mm-hmm. what's what's the thing that makes you passionate? I mean, I think that's so important, you know, especially for like young people. A lot of time, where you're getting into the real world, people. I understand the real world part of it, but you know, if you know what you, I just been following my passion, you know, <laughs> from the beginning, and that's how I got to be here, you know, right now. So. If I kind of took that other route, I'd be. I yeah, don't know, no, I'm a firm believer in yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. And now I we're down an, to wait. A, I have another question. What's your go-to smoke? My go-to smoke. I mean, I smoke. A, I do smoke a lot of Tabernacles. <laughs> yeah. I don't get to smoke a lot of other people's stuff. I definitely no, like your stuff. Like yeah, like, Tabernacle. Um, I definitely smoke um a lot of. I've been smoking the new High Claire Victorian, mm-hmm. which uh, which is the red box that mm-hmm. we came out with. Um, but I, you know, I'm Those in quality control <laughs> a lot, so I'm always I'm just a fanatic about quality control. So I'm always testing and going through all of my lines. But if I have to. You know, sit down. I'm usually going for for a Tabernacle or Wise Man Maduro. I definitely like Maduros, yeah. you know, more. But you I've know. always been curious about that because you're like, you know, what's something you're like, oh, I'll just grab something. Okay, that one. Yeah. Tabernacle. I'm usually going through boxes like, <laughs> you know, or just smoking, uh, you know, double Coronas, which are like the 7 by 54. Yeah, yeah. You know, usually we sell a lot of Robustos and Toro sizes, um, which double Coronas, man, They we've been selling a lot of those because they just – don't stop with flavor. Yeah. I mean, it's just just nonstop. So I traditionally don't smoke, you know, that that large of a size cigar. But um, you know, for long road trips, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So now we're at the part where we just shamelessly plug stuff. So shamelessly plug, my friend. Oh, plug. Yeah, plug. Foundationcigars dot com. <laughs> Foundation cigars on Instagram. <laughs> Foundation cigars on Facebook. You can check me out at Nick R. Agua on Instagram. 
Not his last name. Not his turns last out. name. No. Melio. <laughs> no. Melio Peligro. They what call was the me. website for the FDA stuff? FDA. So uh, CRA, cigarrightsofamerica.org is definitely, if you can help support, check out the site. You know, you're talking to your local, you know, uh, state representative is huge. Yeah. Um, just becoming aware of the issue is huge. Um, Stand up for your rights. Don't wait until you go into a cigar shop and you see 30% of the box blocked by a warning sticker. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do we need a Surgeon General warning for this episode? Is yeah. Probably. <laughs> Hand Rolled, the movie. I don't know if you saw Hand Rolled, yeah, yeah, the, the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Check out Hand Rolled on iTunes mm-hmm. um, and Amazon. It's one of the only like cigar mm-hmm. documentaries that really kind of covers the the industry. I hope it gets on Netflix at some point because we need kind of awareness to I think if people that don't smoke yeah, really I think understand a lot of people just don't know what's going on. They don't. And if <laughs> like, they did, they would be like, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. like why why would we destroy something that's not even the problem?" Mm-hmm. Well, you you're, so, you're spoon-fed three sound bites that are designed by bullshit artists like me to tell you what we want you to think. And yeah. if you don't take any time to research and find things out, mm-hmm. then you're just going to go with all tobacco is bad. This is tobacco. Therefore, we must get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. Period. That's yeah. it. You know, destroy this artisan industry that's yeah, been around like, for you know, you know hundreds yeah. of years. But cra.org, uh, okay. Cigar Rights of America. Yeah. Go and they got some great cigars too if you join. Um, but, you know, they've really been do- putting in the fight in Capitol Hill and trying to educate. You know, all these politicians, the difference between, mm-hmm. you know, all these products. Do, yeah. do you remember when the Surgeon General warning got switched that went from the generic warning to then they got specific with each, like, yeah, it's like this stupid thing? Yeah. So I, uh, a friend of mine, who's actually our attorney, used to specifically go out and find packs of cigarettes that said Surgeon General warning, uh, low both birth weight children because mm. he figured he was never going to have children so those cigarettes would be fine for him. <laughs> oh my god. That was, his, that was his way of thinking of it. There's always a way I around. I can't wait oh to read god. the comments. <laughs> I can't wait to read the oh comments no. on this Alright, hun, plug away. Oh, you go first. Uh, go uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Evil Genius Vic and buy yeah. my book Wait for the Corn. It's on Amazon. Nice. And uh, my Instagram is Daniels. And dannysthings.com has everything, including my calendar. And yeah, go check out the website so that you can support. Because if you take cigars off, you're going to get a really bitchy porn star. So yeah. uh, it would be in your best interest to keep me happy because <laughs> I'm selfish. Nice. <laughs> and on that note, thanks, everybody. Thanks can, I ask, can I ask one question? Of yes. Yeah. I, uh, I heard you have an Indian uh, cult. I do. That's I pretty do. awesome. Yeah. I have a lot of Indian fans. A lot of Indian which fans. Which are awesome. Yeah, I have all these like interesting TikTok videos I get tagged in. Like there was this one that they were putting up photos of me all over India and I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, are they wanted posters? Like, I don't know. It, it was based on some. So then she says, what is it about? 47,000 of them come pouring in literally yeah. and telling her what it is. It was some TV I am show really thankful thing. because I'll fun. like post it and be like, someone explain and they'll all translate yeah, for me. I'm like, oh, Thank really? You. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite was the one that she's on a bus. Yeah. Her picture's on a I'm bus. I'm on a tour bus. She's on a tour bus in Kerala, Is this a certain India. part of India? Or well, is this it... one, this part is Kerala, if I'm pronouncing mm-hmm. it correctly, but it's most of the country, Mumbai, yeah. Kerala, all over. Um, Last time we checked, I'm the third most searched person in India. It was like... That's a lot of people. There's a billion of them. Like, thanks, so, guys. Thanks. I think it's cool. Like, but, you know... Yeah. Sorry, Can you put some English? Put English subtitles so I know what you're saying because yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on half the time. But that would be great. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of without the subtitles, it makes it even more interesting. Though. I have to figure out the plot. Or we just, yeah. or we just add our own. <laughs> we just go. That's even yeah. better. <laughs> thank you for coming on. For coming. My pleasure. And thank you guys chatting. so much. This was this was great. And thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.